The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Silent alarm activated. <laughs> um, so, to be clear to the people listening, we tried to record a podcast yesterday, but it was mm-hmm. bad. Um, yeah. We didn't really have like a super firm narrative. We knew that we just wanted to make an episode to publish before conference. And I, I kind of pushed us through it at a little bit too sharp of a pace because it, I was like heading into work and whatever. So we're, we're trying it again. Uh, Piercing Wizard Podcast, episode 230, take two, Electric Boogaloo. Well, you kind of mentioned yesterday that we've been a little spoiled because the last several podcasts we've recorded, we've done it in person. So making the switch back to Zoom, sometimes it kind of throws off the chemistry a little bit because there's like sometimes a lag or a delay. So once we get to chatting, you know, and you start like interrupting each other, it can get a little clunky. So today we're going to make an effort to just kind of like slow down a little bit, I think. Whereas normally we're finishing each other's sandwiches. Sandwich, sandwiches. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff uh, going on at conference, uh, how to get cool stuff if you're a Patreon subscriber and how to get other cool stuff if you're not a Patreon subscriber. And you have some some fun news uh, about positive stuff in your shop. And it's not to say that we're complete negative nillies, but some of the episodes that we've done recently, we're doing more like deep dive subjects and when you go down basically any hole in the professional piercing industry or really like anybody's full-time job you're usually going to have a long list of pet peeves and annoyances and frustrations and all that stuff so this episode we are specifically going to try try to not talk about all the things that drive us insane and instead we're going to try to talk about some positive stuff yeah we have lots of positive stuff to talk about so I think it should be easy. Yeah. Name one. <laughs> yeah, I think yesterday we started to go off on like taxation and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, anytime either of us mentions taxation, that's not fun. No. Like that's not nobody would want to listen to that. Like although in a bit of foreshadowing, uh taxation will be a central component to what I want to talk about in my panel discussion at conference, but we'll get to that. So just to just to kind of hit right off, it, when people start trailing off because they don't want to listen to us just loving on each other or just blabbering, um, if you're going to be at the APP conference 2023, come to Expo and stop by the Piercing Wizard booth. Stop by and check out the booth uh, that Lola and I will have. It might be listed under Body Art Education by Ryan Willette in the app, but basically just go in the Expo and you'll see like the green hair. So go there. And if you are a current subscriber to patreon.com slash Ryan PBA on the 15 US dollars per month Archmage tier, you can snag yourself an exclusive and uh, no cost, no additional cost to you shirt. 
Um, last year we were doing the defend piercing shirts. They were really popular. They went really fast though, because like I didn't, I didn't bring that many this year. I am bringing that many shirts. So you have a, a much better chance of getting one. And there are three different shirts you can choose from Lola. Why don't you talk about it? What, what was your design? Cause I really liked it. Well, like with all things, I just try and find some way to make it about Godzilla. Um, I do that with with almost everything in my life, I think. I just try and make it slightly more Godzilla. So I really wanted to do a Godzilla design. So it's a, it's a sketch. You know, like designs are always best revealed when someone describes it in a really long-winded way on a podcast. Paint without- a picture for me with your words. <laughs> um, yeah, I did a Godzilla, but instead of Godzilla, it's Modzilla. You see what I did there? But not like 60s Modzilla, like body. So he's Modzilla. not into like Vespa scooters. It's not like a Godzilla with twiggy eye makeup. No, it's it's Modzilla with like a split tongue and piercings and like a septum tusk and everything. Um, and it's on fire because to make everything cooler, you have to to make it like kind of on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it came out really nice. Like I did a few different sketches and things because shockingly I have a lot of reference material for Godzilla artwork um, and, uh, and I drew it and you made it into a t-shirt for me and I'm really excited for them to be available um, I think they're gonna be really fun and you did the same kind of thing as you did last year where they're on like a selection of different colors yeah um, so each one will be kind of unique um, I've always really liked that the company that I deal with uh, for all of my all of my t-shirts and the majority of my stickers, like all my like non die cut stickers, I use contagiousgraphics.com. So if anyone out there in the US is looking for t-shirts or stickers, just to give them a free plug, I've dealt with them almost the entirety of my professional career. I've been dealing with this one uh, merch screen printing company for like 20 years. And basically every t-shirt that I've ever put out has been from them. So contagiousgraphics.com. If you do make an order though, for, for shirts or stickers, Mention that uh, Ryan from Precision Body Arts in New Hampshire referred you. And then I think I get free stickers. I get like a free sticker credit if um, somebody else buys some some shit and mentions me. So so speaking of stickers, um, you also had made the, the super cool Team Piercing Wizard Team Rocket stickers. Yeah. Um, which was super exciting. Like, I think they're my favorite. Um, getting to see myself as a... Pokemon character. Well, last year I thought one of the one of the most fun parts of conference was just connecting with the patrons. Like there are lots of names that I recognize from Patreon. People are are active on there asking questions and commenting on videos, liking videos, things like that. So it was really nice to be able to put some faces to those names and it was also really fun to be able to to get the people who are supporting me, supporting us and, and, you know, our video work and Patreon work to get them a little something to, to bring home. So really excited about the Mozilla shirt. There's also going to be a, another exclusive shirt that you can get. Basically, I'm going to bring three different shirts and you can choose which one you want. You get one if you're a Patreon subscriber. They are not going to be available for purchase. Like you can't just like walk up and like buy a shirt. They are exclusive to Patreon supporters. So if you want uh, you can sign up on the day of and, and get a shirt, try out Patreon during that month, see what you think. If you don't like it, you know, no harm, no foul, but at least you get your shirt. But I'm also going to be doing my uh, gold and gems shirt. A handful of years ago, I made like gym tank tops out of it, but I only did one run, really small run. Uh, I think a lot of people forgot about the design. I did too. 
So I, I brought it back for a, a shirt. So you can either get the Mozilla shirt, the Golden Gems shirt, which is like a ripoff of like the gold gold gym design. And I still have a few homage. defend piercing shirts it's left. It's an homage, not a ripoff. Okay, sorry. It's an homage. Um, and then I have a few defend piercing shirts left over also, because I ended up getting a reprint of those for like BMX and UK supporters. And I I have a handful of those left. So stop by the piercing wizard booth in expo, uh, probably the first or second day of expo. They, they are limited. I don't have like an infinite amount. That would be really bizarre if I did, but come and check them out, get your shirt for the people that aren't into shirts. I'm going to have a bunch of different enamel pins, all my like silly piercer puns. I have, uh, a gentian violence pin, uh, statum cult, defend piercing, those kinds of things, but like some different variations. But I've also got your idea again, which was brilliant, um, based on the Friends logo. If you ever watch the show Friends, or if you ever liked that show for some reason, the Friends logo, but it says Frenums, which I think is hilarious because there just aren't enough dick jokes in the world. I've also been promoted. I wanna, I wanna mention mm-hmm. um, to being co-host of the, yeah. the podcast which is very exciting. But I also think that I should be promoted to being assistant to the booth manager at conference. Assistant to the booth manager. Yeah, assistant booth manager at the conference. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't come with any pay, but, you know, it's it's more of a status thing. You know what? I will give you one free Mozilla t-shirt. Thank you. And neither neither of us have seen them because they've been shipped straight there, so... We're yeah, a big see. learning curve for me. Okay, so so for people out there who have never been to conference, a big learning curve might be going to conference for the first time and learning how to get the most out of the week and to to keep your energy up and to keep yourself hydrated and blah, blah, blah. Then there's another phase where it's like, okay, you're a regular conference attendee, but now you're going to be maybe an instructor or a volunteer. So you have to kind of learn how that works. I've gone through that before and I'm comfortable with that stuff. And now I'm going through the learning how to be an expo vendor. And uh, man, I, I get how some some vendors might not want to do it every year because of surprise expenses and all kinds of other logistic headaches. But I think it's going to be worth it. I think it's going to be fun. And I'm looking forward to it. But we are also going to be instructors this year. Uh, so if if you haven't already registered for the safe practices class, I honestly don't know how it works anymore with conference with choosing classes. If you already reserved your seat in either of our safe practices workshops, thank you. We'll see you there. Uh, it should be a fun time. If you haven't already, I don't know if you can change your classes or not. I, I have lost contact with how that's done these days. But that's not the only stuff we're doing. I mean, we're obviously doing our workshop, which I always love to do. But you're doing um, a talk APP also. Do you want to hit on that really quick? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to take part in the the self-care talk APP. Um, so it's just going to kind of be, I think it's an hour long session with two other speakers. So Bethra Zumsky and Vanessa Joe are also taking part as well. Um, and uh, I'm really excited to hear what they have to say on the subject. I think that we'll each have very different perspectives. Mine will definitely be the most depressing. So hopefully I'll get to go first and then they, they can maybe maybe like give some positive contributions. I don't mean to write depressing things that it's just, I like to be realistic and sometimes being realistic involves acknowledging where certain problems come from so that you can identify them so that you can work on those things and maybe not, you know, lean into them as much as we do. And there's definitely a lot of 
emotional pressures that are put on people in the piercing community and there's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves so I kind of want to talk a little bit about some of those pressures and some of the differences between what piercers are experiencing now compared to what they were experiencing in like 2003 you know 20 years ago and how different it is um like if you look at a, a piercer like yourself you've been piercing for almost 25 years um, you didn't develop in an environment where there was TikTok, for example. Like you didn't Thank develop. Thank God. <laughs> so, like, there there are definitely a lot of different elements that affect the community today. Um, and uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that and what the consequence of some of those pressures are, and maybe some actions that you can kind of take to help with career longevity and that sort of thing. Um, so. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I was a little surprised to be asked to be involved in something to do with self-care. And it's made me really question what it, what it is that I'm putting out there that created the impression that I was really good at self-care. Um, but I have a point of view on it. Everyone has a point of view on it. So um, I'm really How many times forward. in an average day do I typically remind you that humans need to eat food and drink water? I have tea. Tea's like okay. mainly British water. water. It's British water. Scottish water is is very, very good quality. Scottish water is buckfast, right? That's cheeky water. Yeah. All right. Well, you're doing your talk APP. Uh, if you're not already familiar with the, the format, it's similar to like a TED Talk. It's basically just a one person, one subject, short form, kind of inspirational lecture. I like them a lot. I, I've done one in the past. I've seen some really fantastic ones. Um you know, Alicia Cardenas's talk always <laughs> say. sticks out in my mind. It's it's iconic. Uh, I think in the future, I think that that might have to get accidentally released to the public because more people deserve to to see it and hear it. And um, not to run off. See, this is this is what always happens is I get nostalgic. I get um, uncharacteristically emotional all the time lately. I, I have all these moments of like, still all this grief and, and whatever, maybe trauma from pandemic and all that stuff. But I have that framed picture of Alicia on the wall at, at the shop. And whenever I see it, you know, it, it brings back all kinds of thoughts and emotions. And But we're not going to go down that hole because it's a sad hole. Um, it also brings you a lot of joy. You know, like a lot of the time when you talk about Alicia, you just light up, you know, like you're just really excited to be talking about her, which is, you know, like, I don't, I don't want you to bury that. No. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> we we said we weren't going to talk about sad stuff. Anyway, so you're doing your talk APP, which I'm really looking forward to uh, attending. I'm doing a panel discussion, which is a little different format. Uh, I, I I suggested the the concept of like panel discussions as sort of an alternative to the talk APPs. Talk APPs are really fantastic, but it's one person, one thought kind of discussion i got the the inspiration from it's like comic-con where you have really impromptu casual fun light-hearted conversations with multiple people so the panel discussion the um four different people mine will be called taking care of business with uh studio owners talking about hard lessons we've learned fun stories good good things bad, bad things too maybe they, you know it's sort of like owning a, a business and i've learned a lot of 
tough lessons. I've wasted thousands and thousands of dollars. I've been overtaxed by thousands and thousands of dollars. So I want to talk about some of the different things that you lovingly refer to as schemes that I must also mention are totally legal. Um, uh, because, you know, I have a, a an accountant and a lawyer and a bookkeeper and all these other people that verify that it's legal, but they also help me save a lot of my money from the government. So I'm going to talk about some of those things. And then there's uh, the Pearson Wizard Live. Yeah, the, the live podcast I'm psyched about. Do you want to do you want to hit on that? Um, well, I, I really only know what I've what I've been told. Um, <laughs> I'm not usually in charge of um, a lot of the the logistics because you you understand how that stuff works a lot better than I do but it's that's a very a polite way of saying that I'm a control freak um well yeah I guess um but you also like do have a, a bit of a better understanding of those things um especially just having been like a million times to conference and this will be my third time going mm-hmm. um so you have a better understanding of a lot of that stuff than me but it's an alternative to the bar. So there's not going to be drinking like people aren't going to be. I mean, I suppose some people could be drunk, but there won't be drinking at the thing. Um, and it's going to be about an hour and we're going to be Actually, there. I, I saw the, the runtime. It's an hour and a half. So bonus. Oh, great. Um, yeah, an hour didn't really seem like it would be enough time for, for people to settle in anyway. Um, so we're going to be there, obviously. And then we're going to have a couple of guest participants to give some different perspectives. And we're going to be touching on some subjects that we maybe wouldn't talk about on the public access podcast. Um, Obviously, generally, we're very transparent on here, but there are subjects that we can't really talk about publicly being a service industry. Um, Things like retail pricing and, um, you know, what works behind the scenes and what goes into that. What were some of the other things we were going to be talking about? We were going to be talking about uh, minimum standards and um, how they can be applied helpfully versus maybe not always so helpfully and what they really mean. Um, Those things we were going to touch on as well. Uh, We're going to have, I I want to say, surprise special guests. I've already invited um, the the two people that we would like to be special guests. We're not going to announce them until conference week itself, just so we don't accidentally shoot ourselves in the foot because like, you never know what happens with travel logistics or or whatever else. But I think we have two really good guests. One I specifically invited because they've been a longtime studio owner. They own multiple studios. They're like a powerhouse a person, you know, business-wise, Piercer also, but like business-wise, they know how to run a business. And a big part of that is uh, how you set your your retail price points. Uh, that's something that we don't really discuss on the um, the public podcast because you never know, clients might be listening, piercing fans might be listening, people that are outside of the, the industry. So we don't really talk a lot about a, like, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. And then the other subject being minimum standards, friend or foe, because you have your thought process. I wouldn't say that either of us have low, low standards. We we both are APP members. We tend to go like above and beyond set minimum standards as far as organizations, local regulations, all those things. So we're not trying to say like be lazier, but uh, the other guest that I invited is from an area where their regulations are probably some of the, the most strict that I'm aware of in the United States. Mm-hmm. So they can give their opinion on that. They, I've known them for a while. They've been piercing in in multiple states. Uh, they've done guest spotting. So they can give a, a wide perspective of 
how the minimum standards might affect day-to-day actual operations of the business. So I think it'll be really fun. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see people there. Uh, you don't have to sign up in advance for that one on the app. You can just show up at the door if you want to do it. It will be from 7 to 8.30 Tuesday night at conference. We would love to see you there. And if you come and listen to our live podcast, you can get one of those exclusive Team Piercing Wizard Pokemon-inspired insti- uh, stickers, which you can only get at the live podcast. So I'm really excited for that. I really like doing podcasts with you because I just, I like hearing your your voice and your accent, but also you're really smart and I like your perspectives. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, that's the majority of what I wanted to talk about for conference and to keep people interested um we're going to talk about some positive news from your studio but before we get into that i know that you were you were really super interested in what i have going on at patreon weren't you oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um why don't you tell me what you've been been working on this past week and what Um, your patreon subscribers can expect to to see Wow, that's so thoughtful of you to ask. Thank you so much. Uh, I am publishing a new video all about industrial piercings. Uh, a few weeks back, I, I posted an industrial that I did on a client that had a hearing aid, and it got a lot of likes. It went viral, and part of it was that I think sometimes clients might feel a little underserved or a little bit intimidated if they have some sort of different lifestyle factor that piercers might not be super familiar with. So. Uh, clients that have different medical devices just for a, a higher quality of life, hearing aids in- included. Some people might think that it means that they can't get fun or cool or interesting ear piercings. And this video shows how to do an industrial, like, a you know, air quotes, standard in- in industrial. But it also talks about the different factors of like how you would work around different lifestyle factors, different medical devices. It can also be really helpful for piercers that might find it intimidating just to pierce an industrial on someone who wears glasses talking about all the different stuff that you would want to take into account and how to mark with all those different things uh, being taken into account. So this episode will will publish on Monday, June 5th, 2023, this podcast episode. And the, the industrial video will also publish on Patreon on the same date. So go ahead and check that out on the $15 Archmage tier at patreon.com slash RyanPBA. As a bonus, if you are signed up on that tier and you are in Las Vegas, come and talk to us at Expo and you can get your your shirt, Mozilla or otherwise. I had a thought about industrials. Am I allowed to tell you my thought? Yeah. So sometimes I get these like cunty little piercer thoughts in my head. And um, <laughs> so like obviously I've developed as a piercer over the years. When I started piercing, there was a lot of information I didn't have and a lot of things I didn't have access to. So how I pierce has changed over time. And one of the little things with industrials I always remember is like for uh, years and years and years, I would do industrials in two parts because I was taught to do them in two parts. You do them with two individual like five sixteenths uh, 14 gauge like 1.6 by 10 barbells wear that for a couple of months come back in now a lot of the time when you see that method being done it's on those kind of like botched piercing instagram pages and everyone's like oh this will never work this will never work listen 
it actually works totally fine when you're when you're doing really Ooh. good. It does. I did so many. I did so many piercings that way, and they came back and they were still lined up and they hadn't migrated. And we put me, in a me, bar. Me, me, me. And it's like now. So then, after I traveled, I went to Sweden and I did a little guest spot at Barbarella in Gothenburg, and they were just doing it with the one bar, and they were a lot more experienced than me. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. That, that was okay like is that not like cheating like can you do that and they're like yeah it's fine so I changed and I started doing it that way and I've done it that way ever since and it's fine but like you know when you just have those little nuggets of information in your head where piercers that have kind of like only worked a certain way or like anything other than that is just wrong and bad and it couldn't ever work so it can totally work like it just it can do like it's one of those little things where I'm just like <laughs> in the video I'm not saying it's a good idea I'm not saying it's a good idea and everyone should do it I'm just saying that like I did do it and it was like overwhelmingly fine cool thanks for that in the video I say that an important part of the way I pierce industrials is to use one long bar and connect them like yeah fine fuck you know if you want to if you want to do it that way and just like you know create factions I guess I'm not saying that it's a good idea or I'm just saying that it's one of those things where, you know, when you see people criticizing something that they've either never done or never done well, Yeah, just, it's one of those things where you're just like, I don't know, whatever. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. Nuance, nuance. Like I'm not going to tell people that like, if you do that, it will never look good or work because I mean, obviously you can. I think that some piercers who only do that, uh, rely on it a little bit too much and maybe the, the industrial won't line up if they, if yeah, they wear maybe. it later. A lot of them that are pierced with one big bar don't line up either. No, they don't. That's, that's very true. <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like if you, if you just use the one long bar that will take care of all the other problems. There's a lot of nuance and careful precision required, but, but also <laughs> shout out to Wilhelm and the, the crew of Barbarella. Hello. Hi. Hi. He's my cake friend cake friend you know how i just constantly eat like it's a children's birthday party yeah yeah well when i was there like every day i would go and get cake and apparently that's not a normal thing to do so we're cake friends so wilhelm would just go and get cake with you i would get him cake oh okay well that's very kind of you when was the last time you got me cake i try and get you cake and you're like oh it's too sweet and then you do the little too sweet thing anyway is there anything else you want to talk about, about industrials? Anything else that like peaks your mind? Like I, I really just talked about the fundamentals of that, that one client scenario. I, when, when you were doing the two individual barbells, were you also doing them with a fucking cannula? You, you beast. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was you know, I'm like, you know what? Like the thing I liked about it was when you nailed an industrial with two separate bars, you knew you nailed it. You could see that you nailed it. There wasn't any of that. Oh, they don't quite line up, but I'll just put in this big bar and no one will ever know. Like if you fucked it, it was really obvious and you there was no hiding it. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not saying it's a good idea or that it's the best thing and that everyone should be doing it. But see, when you see people like really attacking the other way, I just, it makes me do a bit of an eye roll. It does make me do a bit of an eye roll. So yeah, yeah. In, look inward, Ryan, is all I'm saying. Look at yourself. I, look, I, in the in the video and in none in none of my videos, by the way, do I shit talk other people. Like if people do something you, you different. Than I, do I wasn't it. talking about you. 
I know, I know. I just don't want <laughs> other people out there in the world to think that like when I, when I make videos and when you make educational content, I think a, a big theme for the way that we like to present our info is that this is just our opinion and it doesn't mean that it's the only correct way. There is more than one correct way, but more than, more than my correct way, way is a slightly <laughs> different interpretation. Did you mention about the two needle thing in your video? How you have to pierce it with two needles? Yeah, because a lot of people don't know that. Like a lot of like a lot of piercers will pierce an industrial, whether they're using cannulas or blade needles, they'll pierce it with one needle because they don't. And it's not just about needle bluntening. It's about um, causing infection. Mm -hmm. So when you do a, a piercing like through the skin, the skin isn't sterile. It's just disinfected to a reasonable standard. Yeah. So if you pierce somebody with a needle and then you use the same needle to pierce them again, there is a risk of infection with that. And um, a lot of people don't realize, they just think, oh, well, I'm just using it on them so they can't possibly get infected by their own skin, but that's not true. So like, I don't know, I just thought it was worth mentioning that it's not It's not just about, oh, the needle is still pointy enough or it's not point. It's not just about the needle being pointy. It's about infection prevention, although it is also about the needle being pointy. You've mentioned that that issue more than once when we've had conversations. And I think that, I think it's good information, but I think it needs a classroom type setting to, to fully explain it to people. When I make my videos, it's really just narrating my, my method in like a short form. Like the industrial video is about 10 minutes. You know, I, I talk about how you use one needle for one piercing. So it's two needles for an industrial, but I probably don't go as deep as I would in a class about industrials. I'm, I probably couldn't do a brilliant job of explaining it either, but it's still true. So one needle, bad, two needles, good. Yes. Thank you. That's very eloquent of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like when you start to really get animated when you talk you get way more scottish so you just drop in <laughs> f-bombs and like the c-word like just freely was it because i said cunty yeah well yeah like at, an american ear hears certain words differently so an american an american ear hears the word cunt and the word fanny in very different ways than what you hear well first of all i said cunty which means a little bit cunt so it's like diet cunt not the same <laughs> thing and um zero calorie yeah. <laughs> and here uh you you would just call someone like kanto if they were your friend you'd be like all right kanto i know that sounds weird but it's a very normal thing to say it is but for context i want to remind people that you live in glasgow scotland and then so we've been dating for three and a half yeah. years so in that time how, however many times i've been to glasgow more than a dozen times, certainly, but like less than 50. How's that? You know, uh, how many times have we just been walking out in the, the wild and you've been like, oh, that person's got a Glasgow smile. You know, like how many times have we actually seen someone that has like a giant gash in their face in Glasgow? Because it's it's enough where it sticks out in my memory as multiple. Well, I, first of all, I just want to say I don't point them out as we pass them in the street. Well, no, because the then they would do it to you. The first time it happened, it's because we went into a shop and somebody had a very recently cut face and it was still wet, you yeah. know? So like, I kind like of it like... it happened earlier that day. 
Yeah, so like it was noticeable. And obviously you're a scarification artist. So it's it's just interesting to see such a high prevalence of a certain type of facial scarring. And to me, it's not weird, but it didn't occur to me that it wouldn't be weird for you, like seeing that level of facial well, scarring. Well, okay, like zero times have I been out and about in Nashua and then just saw someone with a gaping face wound that they got in some sort of like street related violence. Right. Yeah. Although people get shot here every now and then. So I guess we'll call it a draw. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to other lighthearted subjects. Um, I want to, I want you to talk about some of the positive stuff that's been going on in your shop because I saw online that you just did another apprenticeship piercing day with Jordan. And, you know, I want to say that I'm really proud of the studio environment that you have created. I, I know that there have been multiple points through our reasonably short relationship, personal relationship. We've been dating for around three years and you've owned a studio for around what would, would it be four years at this point, roughly? Coming close to that, but I didn't, it's, it's a little closer to three, three and a half. Well, through that, through that time, through you opening the studio, which was a mountain of difficulty through you surviving the pandemic, which I want to just constantly give you praise for, for how hard you worked to get through the pandemic as like a small business and like a brand new small business. I want to give you praise for that, but also I want to praise you for creating an environment where the forest gets to grow and um, you get to support other piercers. So Jordan, I, I watched him work his way up from lowly counter staff to now lowly apprentice. And uh, I got to to watch as you brought in Becca as your new piercer and, and the different opportunities that you're you're getting for both of them. So I just want to praise you and I want to remind you in these moments that all your hard work is worth it and that I appreciate you and that I see all of the things that you've been doing. Well, I'm glad that you see it because I don't always see it. Yeah, I know. Um, I definitely feel like for a long time, um, I wasn't fit to cultivate anything, certainly not anybody. So taking on Jordan and having him, because I've worked by myself for an entire year before that, and then having him come into the space and just work on the desk for a year, pretty much from the beginning, I'd said like, we're not even going to look at apprenticing until you've done this job for a year to make sure like this is something that you actually still want to do because it might not be and maybe you just want to do the desk and you don't want to do anything else because it's a perfectly valid job in and of itself you know and then we we got to a year and then for the past uh seven or eight months he'd just been doing apprentice stuff we started his apprenticeship and for me the, the starting period of an apprenticeship is kind of having more and more tasks in the piercing room up until you're piercing someone. So I was having him help me set up, help me break down, cleaning the client, like prepping the client's skin, um, observing the piercings. Then we moved on to marking, um, all that kind of stuff. So really everything about the situation other than piercing. um, And this past month, we've kind of moved on to actually piercing people. Um, so at this point, he actually has, I think sometimes when people come in to be pierced by an apprentice, they think, oh, it's going to be this person's first day at work. But actually, he has like over 18 months of studio experience yeah. and six or seven months of experience in the piercing room. 
So we really wanted to work at like building those foundations really strong so that all of the foundation information was there so that, you know, if something happens where he has to reach for some of that knowledge, it's there. And there's not these big gaps in information because you can learn to parrot a movement or a behavior. But if you don't know what it means or why you're doing it, then if something goes wrong, you're either not going to notice or not appreciate the impact that that has. Like, for example, not prepping the skin properly. If you don't understand how that works and the importance of it, if you're not doing it right, is it are you going to be able to understand how much of a problem that is, you know? I like the way that you teach, and I think it's very similar to the way that I like to teach. I, I like to give people the the foundational knowledge where they can problem solve and they can yeah. understand like why they're doing not just the actions, but why it's so important to to maintain the same order of those actions, understanding cross-contamination, uh, all all that stuff. And if you if you only like just observe and then try to replicate what you see when you observe, sometimes you lose the, 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 the logical connections between the order of action. If you just watch, like if you just watch someone set up and then you try to set up, you might not understand. No, no, no. You open this package first, then you open this package, then you put this thing down here and then you put this thing here rather than just kind of going through it in the fastest way possible. So I think it's really important to give people the building blocks to form a, a long-term successful career where they can be versatile and they can problem solve. And it's great sometimes having conversations with, with Jordan in your studio where I can see his wheels turning and I can see him putting the connections together and then understanding and being like, oh, okay, well, that's why we do this. And that's why we do this. And some of it, I'm really impressed by the the knowledge base because sometimes he has such a, a clear understanding of a, of a complex issue where it's like, oh, great. You know, you can really tell like what he's going over with Lola because he already understands this, this complex issue. So I, I really like the way that you present information in your studio. We've, we've really been trying to focus on like really fundamental stuff pretty much from the day he started. Like um, after a couple of weeks of being on the counter, I had him uh, bend all of my pins for me from that point. So that um, when he was working the counter, whenever a client selected a piece of jewelry, I'd be like, I want you to bend the pin for me mm -hmm. because there's going to be different brands, different sizes, different textures, you know, like titanium, steel, gold. 14 carat, 18 carat, they're all going to bend slightly differently. And you need mm -hmm. to know the differences between them and the differences in how to bend them and to get the tension the same every time. That was one of the first things he learned how to do. So now he's been doing that for 18 months. Whereas if he was an apprentice just starting piercing, who'd never bent pins, I can see that being like a massive That's a drop great off. point to make. Some of the stuff that we do, um, it's almost unteachable in a, in a in a classroom environment because if somebody if somebody were to come into a class that's never handled threadless jewelry before and then I were were to teach them in an hour or less this is how you do it I could work I could walk them through all the things but it does take muscle memory of doing this tiny little these tiny little micro differences over and over and over again so that your body your hands your 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 mind can feel the difference between 100% perfect and 99% perfect. And that that takes time and, and repetition. And now he's at the other side and has started piercing people. Yeah, he, can really, he can get 
the ramifications of what all of those little actions mean. Like when you when you're not setting up properly, when you're not loading the stamp correctly, bending the pins correctly, when you're not double checking every piece of equipment. And mm -hmm. I double check every single needle, every single blank, every single pin before it's processed. Like now that he's at the other side of it, he can appreciate the importance of why I do all of those things. Yeah. Um, and it's different for me because this is my second time having an apprentice. And the first time uh, it was in a shop that did walk-ins and it was much higher volume. So one of our biggest challenges is being able to learn in a low volume environment where you don't necessarily have that quick fire, like client after client after client, like that limitless access to learning on people's mm. bodies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we don't have that. So it means you really have to be paying attention to the nuances and everything that you're doing. Cause there's not, there's not going to be another person along in five minutes you have to, this might be the only piercing that you do all week. Like, so you really have to take everything that you can from it. Um, and one of the things that we've really been focusing on that he's actually been getting much better at is that amazing client customer service from the desk that has to come into the piercing room. So you have to be talking and explaining and making people feel comfortable, um, which is hard to juggle when you're trying to you know, your brain's trying to concentrate on your hands and it's more than people think. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun watching uh, that element of it, but already there's been a lot of improvement. Um, and the people that are coming in, they're booking for apprentice appointments. So they totally understand this is a supervised appointment. It might take a bit more time, but it's been going really good. So it's definitely been a complete restructuring from how I've had experiences like that in the past. So it's been challenging for me to come up with a framework that's going to work for this situation mm -hmm. um so i've been that's that's been um something i've been working on quite hard but i think it's going good well i i just want it, to it's tough because when when people listen to this show they they know okay if they don't know spoiler alert lola and i are in a romantic partnership if you <laughs> haven't if you haven't gathered that already so I don't want people to think that when I praise you, it's just because you're my girlfriend. It's I praise you just because you're amazing at what you do. And I appreciate all the hard work. Um, I don't think I've ever seen someone handwrite an incredibly thoughtful document like your apprenticeship book. Like you basically hand wrote out in beautiful penmanship, by the way, every procedure that Jordan was going to be interacting with you like hand wrote it out in this manual for him and it's brilliant well you you told me a long time ago that um the best way to like understand something is to write it out in pen because it connects mm. to a different part of your brain than typing something on a computer um I don't know if that's to do with maybe the way that you learn to read and write compared to using like IT resources, but I, I find it substantially easier to write things down in pen. Your, your brain thinks through it in a, in a more, um, in a more linear way when you have to write it out, because when you're typing, part of your brain knows that you can just go in and edit, highlight, change wherever you want with really like no difference to the final document because there is no final document until the draft is done. But when you're handwriting something out, 
your brain tries to think more steps down the road in a linear sense so that you actually think through the process that you're, that you're writing out. So if people struggle with things in their studio, like um, sometimes I have a difficult time articulating things to like Lily, as an example, who works in my studio, who works on the, the counter and does jewelry and sterilization. And sometimes if she asks me a question, I might give an oversimplified answer because I'm giving the answer that I would need to hear, not that someone else with with less experience on the subject would need to hear. So I find that sometimes it does help me to explain an issue if I can write out at least bullet points so that I, my, my brain can kind of see it in a completely linear path instead of just this is the end result. Anyway, good job, by the way, is what I'm just trying to say. Thank you. Well, I want to start winding it down. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing my friends and colleagues and um, there. Well, yeah, you'll be there. You're my, you're my beautiful baby angel. We're going to be sharing a room together and all up in each other's space. And I'm going to feed you lots of American food. And we're going to try to go for walks somewhere in Las Vegas when it's not a hundred degrees. Yeah. I'm looking forward to being in, in direct sunlight. I'm really excited about the prospect of like being able to wash my hair and just go outside. And let just the, dry it. The Earth's yellow That's another thing, it. people listening, if you've never experienced UK, what they politely call weather, uh, it's just always gray and damp. And what's what's your Scottish word for it? Dreich. Dreich. How, do you, how would you spell that word? D-R-I-E-C-H. Or I think it's D-R-E-I-C-H. Sure. Well, Dreich. Um, that's the weather all the time. So when Lola washes her hair, which is like a substantial volume, uh, it takes over an hour to dry it with a blow dryer. Or if you just let it dry naturally without using a blow dryer, it would probably take you a day and a half, but, um, I think it would dry. well, yeah, because it's just always damp and gross there. And <laughs> if you go to Las Vegas, you could wash your hair or go in a pool or something. And then all you have to do is stand in the sun for like five minutes and your hair will be dry. Yeah. I'm looking forward to us getting to be cute together because, you know, like we were in a long distance relationship and everything, like in case you didn't know that. And so that means that like when we're together, we like to hold hands and we like to kiss and we like to be cute together and stuff. And I just want people to know that if you see us doing that and you're like, ugh, like I just, I, I hope we make you sick. Like, I really yeah. hope we make you <laughs> we make you absolutely sick because we're not going to stop. It's just going to get worse and worse. We're like, what is it that we're like uh, Holly and Michael in the office? Yeah. Uh, canoodling yeah, is a, is a gonna... word that people don't use often enough. We're going to be canoodling. Yeah. So sorry, not sorry. That makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I think people who know me and who have known me for more than a, a, a short period of time are just really happy that they get to see me being vulnerable and allowing myself to canoodle for a long time. I was closed off to the idea of accepting or offering love. And um, you have brought me out of my, my cave, my cave and you have turned me into a, a, a real human person. Yeah. I'm going to pinch you. Well, okay. Fucking pinch me. Yeah. Anyway, come to our booth, get your shirt. You got to be signed up for Patreon. Um, you're going to need to show us your Patreon login. So either have the app on your phone or have, you know, be logged in or have a fucking account email or some shit. We got to know that you're like actually signed up on my Patreon. You get yourself a shirt. 
if you don't want to share it, we've got a whole bunch of pins available for sale. Uh, we got other stuff. You can come to the live podcast and get your sticker. Check out that industrial video at patreon.com slash Ryan PBA. And anything else you want to say? No, just that I can't believe that in a week's time I'm going to be there and I have so much to do. And it's just, I don't even want to think about how much yeah. stuff I have to do between now and this time next week. I just oh, don't I'm, want I'm, to. I'm like a, I'm a, I'm an expert pre-packer. Like right now at this point, we are seven days away from the start of conference and my bags have been packed for like several days already. I haven't done anything. I'm dying my we're hair. Fucking, we're doing it. We're going to do it, bro. We're going to be there. We're going to be in Las Vegas and it doesn't matter. As long as we get there, it doesn't matter what's in our bags. Yeah. Well, the t-shirts, well, no, they're already there. So they're already there. I had to pay an absurd amount of money to ship two boxes of t-shirts to Las Vegas and have a, a crew of teamsters carry in two boxes and i don't want to say exactly how much it is but it's more than 500 dollars, less than a thousand though well i'm really excited that we get to like discover the t-shirts at the same time yeah all right thank you for listening to the piercing wizard podcast i have a bunch of uh, interviews planned for conference week so expect the the normal post-conference wave of podcast episodes and that's it okay stop on recording for more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.